What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 34th episode of The Crossroads, celebrating 20 years of the Xbox brand. My name is Ryan Turford, and this is the show where we're counting down the months to the 20-year anniversary of the original Xbox, with 50 of the best games to play on the console for both new and experienced owners. We dive into the brief history of each game and talk what makes them awesome. Now, as always, we'd love your feedback on this show and all of our other shows over on Twitter at the Xbox Drive, or you can reach out to me directly anytime at Ryan Turford. Now, today's episode... I'm really excited about this one. Obviously, we've been talking about fighting games a lot more on this list, um, especially lately. Um, and everyone knows I like fighting games. I've talked about fighting games a lot on the show, and this is really the cream of the crop for the original Xbox, in my opinion, of course. Because, again, the crossroads, if if, if not if anything else, it's very much a Ryan Turford list, and it's very much my favorite games. So um, what I think is definitely the cream of the crop, the best of the best for fighting games on the original Xbox I got to go with Marvel vs. Capcom. Your boy, Marvel vs. Capcom, of course. I actually played this back in arcades in, uh, the, in like, 2001, I think. Um, I remember uh, I was living in Calgary at the time, um, and there was I would always go to the University of Calgary because they had an arcade set up, and it was one of the only places in the city where you could go play arcade games. And uh, I would go there um, and play a lot of DDR. But I noticed that they had snuck a Marvel vs. Capcom 2 machine in there one day, and uh, I played it basically nonstop. Like, that actually eventually turned into kind of the de facto game. Like, I would play a little bit of DDR, but I would be, you know, throwing quarters into the Marvel vs. Capcom machine and just having a blast with it. Because I had actually played the original Marvel vs. Capcom on the PlayStation 1 um, when that came out. Um, We had actually rented it from, like, our local... Um, video store in in Dorchester, Ontario, uh, Canada. Uh, folks who live in London kind of know where that is. And uh, we would go the, go and rent Marvel vs. Capcom a, a few times, and just I loved that game. I always wanted to buy a copy for myself, and um, it's always been a kind of a rare game on the PlayStation One. So when they announced that console ports were coming for Marvel vs. Capcom Two, I was super excited. However. With the Xbox, we actually didn't get it right away because it actually came to the PlayStation 2 first on November 19th, 2002. Um, so we had to wait a little bit longer for the original Xbox version, which eventually came out on March 27th, 2003. But honestly, it was worth the wait for this game because Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is incredible. And in fact, the if you're going to actually play like a original console port of the game, the Xbox version is probably the best way to go because um, it also came out in Dreamcast, um, but it was like early, early, uh, pretty much right after the arcade version came out in uh, 2000. Like it came out in June of 2000. So it was actually like way later that we had to wait for the the other console ports uh, of the game uh, beyond the Dreamcast. Um, not only that, but it's like for those that have played the Dreamcast before, that's a controller that, like, I don't know how well it really plays for 2D fighting games. 3D fighting games like Soul Calibur kind of makes sense, but 2D fighting games, um, it's uh, kind of a mixed bag because of the kind of the way the ergonomics of that controller work. Um, whereas, I don't know, there was something about the original Xbox controller that, I don't know, it just felt right, you know, playing Marvel vs. Capcom. And to be fair, it also played pretty well on PlayStation 2, but to be honest, if you want to have, like, um, the closest to the arcade experience, I think, that out of all the console versions, um, I definitely think that the original Xbox version is definitely way, the way to go. So I'm going to tell you more about why 
Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is awesome right now. So what's the story with Marvel vs. Capcom? You know, what? what's the campaign like? What's the story? Please, there's no story in this game. It's Marvel vs. Capcom. I mean, um, there's a, like there's an arcade mode um, that you actually select your, your three characters um, and you go through and you just have a good time. You kill a bunch of enemies and you fight one big boss at the end. That's it. That's that, that's all you kind of need to know about the story in Marvel vs. Capcom. I mean, you know, the Capcom universe and the Marvel universe are fighting each other for some reason. Again, the story's not important here. I mean, uh, unlike a lot of other games we're going to talk about on this list, you know, they, they kind of throw that at the wayside. It's more more of a gameplay-focused game, which is, again, par for the course for a lot of fighting games at the time. Again, it wasn't really until we got to the 360 era where fighting games really started to focus a little more on story, um, which kind of goes back to kind of like when we talked about Mortal Kombat, for example, on that list. Um, that's when we started to see that become more of a thing. But the best part about Marvel vs. Capcom, of course, is the impressive arcade-style 2D fighting engine. Um, it basically is like Street Fighter, but it moves at, like, hyper speed, like, beyond, like, the, the 10 uh, star selection on, like, Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Like, it's so so fast and arcadey and i just i love everything about it of course the big change this time around with marvel versus capcom is in the very first marvel versus capcom you would actually only select one character as your like your main fighting character and then you actually had um basically these like tagging abilities that allowed you to so uh, it would usually randomly select like one of like 64 marvel or capcom characters and then um you would press a button and it would like do like a, an assist from that character essentially is kind of how that would work, but you would never actually be able to fight as any of those characters. So what they did with the sequel is they essentially like jacked all the the characters up to like the, the max limit because in the original game, you'd only select like eight characters, but in the second one, um, you had 64 characters, which was kind of ridiculous. So, um, and of course, they, they kind of were evenly split between the Capcom characters and the Marvel characters. So as a result, they changed it from being basically just the, the two assists that you had that were randomly generated. You basically selected three characters this time around, and you could play as them, um, and the, you each had your own life bar, um, and essentially when one got knocked out, then you'd, you'd move to the other one, or you'd have like a tag-in button to kind of tag-in um, the next person that you wanted to, or again, um, there's two different tag-in buttons, so you can tag in, you know, which of your two other party members that you wanted to. So um, I always thought that the the fighting system for Marvel vs. Capcom was super neat. Um, I love the way that uh, it's set up, and again, just the diversity of, ca diversity of characters alone is fantastic. Like the, just all the characters from from the Marvel universe were great, um, but also surprisingly, a lot of the Capcom characters were really great as well. Um, although the one thing I will say about the character design that everyone kind of knows about Marvel versus Capcom too um, is every not every character is balanced. The character balance is definitely a, a big problem in this game um, because some characters are just way more overpowered than other ones. Um, and, and again, this game was in Evo for years and everyone in the Evo community kind of knows that where like, even though you've got you know, 64 characters to play as, um, you really only have like a smaller selection of characters that are like the, the top of the tier list, essentially. So um, you were a little bit pigeonholed. But honestly, if you're playing this game casually or for fun, or if you're not like, if you're a little bit competitive, but not like super competitive, then honestly, just play wh whoever you want and you'll still going to have a really good time with it, I think. So yeah, I actually really love the characters that they chose for this version of the game. Um, I really think... Um, 
that we this is really the best roster they've had throughout the whole series because um, they did do Marvel versus Capcom 3, which was also a really good game as well. Um, it, it changed up some of the fighting style. I don't really love kind of the graphical style for that game, and I prefer it more in this game. But at the same time, I think that um, they, the, the character selection they had for that game was pretty good, just not as good as this game. And then Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, of course, we don't need to talk about that when everyone knows kind of the story of that one where it's just it just fell on its face. As far as the visuals and whether or not they hold up today, honestly, this game is still really gorgeous to look at because um, this is very much like 2D, like hand-drawn-esque looking characters. So you're not really, um, you're, you don't have a lot of like, you don't have like the, the 3D problem with the character models themselves. However, the backgrounds themselves are kind of another matter because they um, didn't take the same tactic with the backgrounds. Instead, they had these like, early like 3d like almost like cheap looking models in the background so um i definitely think that um visually it's a little bit uneven um but i definitely think with the character models themselves look really flashy the moves that you pull off look really flashy um the whole thing just moves really fluidly in motion so um i do think that graphically it holds up very well despite you know my criticisms with the the backgrounds and kind of what they look like also again Music is another thing that's uh, very silly in this game. Of course, everyone knows it. You can take for a ride. Do, 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 and how it like so, it's like so stupid and weird and out of place it is with a game like this. Uh, but at the same time, you'll just jam out to it every time you go to kind of the, the menu of the game. Um, but I mean, for the most part, again, this was like par for the course with arcade games at the time. So um, I can't really fault it too much for that, um, and especially because it doesn't get on my nerves or anything like that. Um, and again, you've just got kind of just generic kind of you know, music while you're playing. Um, and again, it's fine. So overall, do I think Marvel vs. Capcom stands the test of time? Absolutely. I think this game is still fantastic to play today. Again, it, it really stands the test of time where it counts, and that's the gameplay. Um, again, I think the the it's the definitely the best of the Marvel vs. Capcom series, um, let alone just the best fighting game on original Xbox. So um, if you're a fighting game fan, if you've never played Marvel vs. Capcom 2 before, um, and if you like Marvel and Capcom, I think you're going to really dig this game if you've never played it for whatever reason. It is definitely a must-play if you like fighting games. Now, if you're looking to pick up Marvel vs. Capcom 2 today, it is backwards compatible on Xbox 360, but there are some graphical issues. There's some like weird artifacting with some of the character models and stuff like that. Um, I think it's certainly playable, but probably not your idealistic way to play it. However, there was a version that was actually fixed on 360 that was an Xbox Live version of the game that was released on 360. However, it was delisted from the store a long time ago. So if you actually purchased it back in the day, you're actually able to re-download it. But otherwise, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to pick this one up and you will have to, you know, grab the the original Xbox version, although it is a little bit more expensive. Um, and if you have a PS2 and you've never played it before, um, maybe that's the cheaper route to go. Um, the Dreamcast one is still expensive, too. Um, in fact, all three are expensive, but definitely the PS2 is definitely the, the cheapest of the three. So um, if you want to actually play this game again, that might be the cheapest option. But definitely if you've got the, the, the cash or if you find like one at your local garage sale or flea market or something like that, grab the original Xbox version because it's fantastic. That's all for this episode of The Crossroads. You can me up on Twitter anytime at Ryan Turford. You also find the Pantsman himself on Twitter at Sean Capri or us on Twitter at The Xbox Drive. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Crossroads, and we out. Bye.